Welcome to I Remember, a podcast about the power of reminiscing to increase your self-esteem and sense of meaning in life. I'm Eileen Fine. Through conversations with guests from the worlds of art, nature, science, and culture, I take you on a journey of these kinds of mindful moments that are unique to each of us, but experienced by all of us that have changed the course of our lives. All designed to give you a feel-good feeling and help you be mindful of your own moments of self-resilience and connection. That opportunity starts now. This is I Remember. In today's podcast, I'm going back to the year 2001. This is a huge year, um, I think, at a, every level. Um, where I was in my life um, as a New Yorker living in the city, um, I think as a nation and even worldwide, there is the time before after 9-11 and the time after. Uh, but as we talk about in this podcast and as we try to work on in our breath work, our minds are negatively biased and immediately our memories that come up when we think of a certain time are going to be ones that are based on fear. And there is a lot to go around um, during the time in 2001 about fear. Um, I, trauma is when everything that you believe to be true in the very ground itself uh, no longer holds you up. And this was a year filled with trauma. Um, but as I said, what we try to do in breath work and what I'm trying to do in this podcast is to go back and to find those moments of connection that help us to see and feel the love, the joy, and the peace that also occur occurred during that time and that helped us find connection to ourself, to our true self, to the light that lives within us, to each other um, as a community, and, and then to that which is bigger than us and that can help us feel like there's purpose and meaning even in the most confusing and um, fearful of times. So my moments in the year 2001, I would start with my moment of joy. And that would be, I am a girl that grew up in Queens, New York. So I've been a New Yorker all my life. But if you grew up in the boroughs, you will know that um, there's a term called bridge and tunnel. And there's just this mentality of thinking that if you didn't live in the city, that you just weren't, I don't know, hip or cool or whatever it is, ridiculous that you want to term it. So I had, after living in Chicago for a while and coming back and going to grad school at NYU and um, graduating and then getting a job and finally being able to afford to move to the city uh, for the first time. The apartment that I moved into was uh, with one of my colleagues and her parents were smart enough in 2001 to buy this one bedroom beautiful apartment as an investment, good for them. Um, and it was on East 45th Street uh, between um, 
Second, no, First Avenue and York. So it was right down the block from the United Nations. Um, and it originally is a one bedroom. And what they did is they partitioned off the living room and that became my bedroom, which you would think, oh, that's not nice. But you're wrong because I had wraparound windows and a view of the Chrysler building. So my moment of joy is actually associated with the Chrysler building. And I don't know if you're a fan of architecture, but within the city now, I mean, I've been living in Los Angeles, so I've been away from New York for a while, and um, the whole skyline is changing, and there's a lot of these needle buildings, and I mean, they're beautiful, but in my opinion, they all kind of look the same. To me, the Chrysler building is just the essence of everything that I wanted to be as a kid growing up in Queens and living in the city. Style, grace, elegance, uniqueness, stature, confidence. It's just the most beautiful building during the day. And at nighttime, being in my bedroom and just laying in the bed and being able to see it shining in the city, I truly felt like I belonged to the city and that the city belonged to me. Um, And even now thinking about it, just that building itself brings me so much joy. Um, and even though I was in New York all my life, it was the first time that I felt like I was in the flow and had real connection to the place itself. So that's my moment of joy. My moment of peace is, and this happens I think quite often and you'll find in this podcast, is actually tied to um, a time and place and day of true fear, and that is 9-11 itself. Um, I was working uh, at the time at a job on uh, 59th Street and 2nd Avenue, and I had just started there, I think two weeks earlier, if not a week earlier. Um, And I remember getting into the office early because I was trying to be impressive. And so I got there like maybe at like a quarter to eight, and there weren't that many people in the office and around, I forget what time, you know, people started to mull around and I could hear people talking and they were going into the conference room and on the TV, we could see um, the second tower being hit by the plane and just flames. And I remember staring at it in complete disbelief because First of all, it was just insane to begin with, but that to be watching it on television while it was actually happening just downtown, like in the same place that I was, was surreal. And I can remember just tears rolling down my face because I was thinking about all of the people and what was going to happen. And then the first tower collapsed. And... There's no really describing it. I mean, I think everybody experienced the same feeling of disbelief. And it was funny because there were people in the room that said to me, are you all right? Why why are you crying? Why are you crying? And I remember looking at them in, in total disbelief and thinking, how are you not crying? And it kind of, it, I think what we learned from that is that people react to things differently. And I don't judge them for it or, you know, think that they were insensitive. I think that it just because, especially you're watching it on television, you can feel a detachment from something. And I don't think it really registered with people like it was what in the world was happening. 
So in any case, um, at that point, I left the conference room and I called um, my my best friend, Beth, who um, she and I had gone to high school together. And she was working actually just down the block from where I lived at uh, A&E Television, which was also on 45th Street. And for some reason, cell phones were still working at that time. And I called her and I said, meet me at the corner of my building. I'm getting my stuff and you and I are getting out of the city um, because I knew that they would be shutting down my block because of the UN. And I honestly just did not want to be in the city um, at that time because who knew what was going to be happening. So I remember walking um, down 2nd Avenue to get to my building and the whole rest of the city was walking uptown. Um, getting into my building, getting some stuff. I met Beth at the corner and we started to walk towards the 59th Street Bridge because she had parked at Shea, what was Shea Stadium at that time. Um, and we were going to walk across the 59th Street Bridge and then maybe take the 7 train to uh, Shea. And um, my parents at the time were actually in Ireland uh, taking care of my uncle who was ill. So I was going to stay at her house. Um, which was a great comfort to me as Beth and her whole family has been a comfort to me that I would have someone to be with. So my moment of peace. If you were in the city that day, um, this was such a surreal thing on so many levels. So we were walking uptown. Everyone that is in quotation marks, in charge, police, fire department, anybody that was supposed to be, you know, that you would look to for direction was going downtown. And there was just this feeling that um, you were on your own. Like there was just something that was happening way too big. And, uh, you know, if you had to figure out yourself how it is that you were going to make your move to do whatever you decided to do next with yourself because no one else had the time to focus on you. There was a larger thing that was happening, um, obviously, downtown. And I can remember there was this just vibration between all of these people that as we were moving towards the 59th Street Bridge of not having any idea what would happen if that bridge would blow up. Um, I mean, it was lunacy because the, the Pentagon had just gotten hit. But wrapped around all this fear of unknown was also this incredible sense of connection and peace between total strangers that we kind of knew that like all it would take would be one person just losing it and the whole thing could crumble and that no one was going to do that. And people were helping each other. Um, No one was pushing uh, no one was running or cutting each other off. Um, to get over the bridge, there were some people that were helping people that were older and were having problems walking, getting into cars or the backs of trucks. Um, and there was just this sense, and you know, maybe that comes out of intense fear where, and trauma where you just can't process it. But I just remember feeling peace that we were all in it together and that I was so proud to be a New Yorker with other New Yorkers at that time, that we were taking care of this ourselves because there was something that was even bigger than us and it had a bigger need. And I kind of choking up a little bit talking about it now even, that was happening that needed those people more. So my um, moment of peace is 
Beth and I are walking over the bridge and realizing there's no way we're going to get on a subway. So we walked from, um, you know, Long Island City all the way to Shea Stadium. Um, and we walked, I think, like along the Grand Central. And it was just so peaceful to kind of be disconnected from it and be with someone that I had grown up with and to know that the world had been unhinged, but that I was with someone that knew me and cared about me and that I was going to a place, um, you know, in the neighborhood I grew up in that I believed to be safe um, in a time of, you know, what felt like there was no safety. So that's what I am trying to bring out as far as these moments of connection, that within intense fear itself, you can find a glimmer of something like peace through connection to other people. And that fear, I believe, um, thrives on when you feel alone, when you feel like um, there's no hope. And I was able to survive that, get overcome that overwhelming wave of fear because I was able to feel connection to obviously the people that I loved, that I knew, that I'd grown up with, but also complete strangers that were going through the same experience together. Um, and that brings me to my last moment, which is a moment of love. So Beth was getting married a couple of weeks later at Fort Totten in Queens. And, um, you know, for the majority of you who don't know, Fort Totten uh, was um, an army base that had been deactivated. And it's beautiful historically. It's right on the water, and just beautiful historic buildings and little chapel. And they were having their wedding there at the, at the chapel there and then the reception. And um, I remember being at her, her mom's house and we were all kind of sitting around the kitchen counter trying to figure out what, what were they going to do? Like, were they going to have the wedding? And if they were, how are they going to have the wedding at this army base, which was definitely going to be reactivated at this point? Um, and deciding over, you know, while we were still watching this and everything was still happening over the course of, you know, a couple of days to actually that they should have the wedding, that that was the thing that actually we needed the most was to be together and to celebrate love and life and um, to not let, to still respect and honor everything that we had lost, but to not let that have the impact in changing the course of our lives. Um, so they had their wedding and we, I mean, everybody had to be put on a list and there was a lot, a lot of work that they went through that I really applaud them for and, and everyone that attended it in having to get to that wedding. But it was beautiful and it was such an amazing experience of love, not just between two people that I loved and that loved each other, but everybody that was there together and that had such a good time together for like just a couple of hours within a time period of such grief. Um, there were funerals every weekend that we went to for um, you know, people that we knew in the fire departments and EMTs and police departments and fundraisers and, um, you know, softball games to raise money for families. And there was a lot of grief going on at that time for a long time afterwards. But that day and that wedding was um, a moment of love that I believe um, 
energized and sustained a lot of people. And I'm really thankful to Jeff and to Beth for moving forward and for doing that and celebrating their love and giving that as a gift to all of us. Um, So those are my moments of uh, joy and love and peace within a year of, you know, true trauma and fear and turmoil. And what I hope that you take from it is that it doesn't mean that these other things didn't happen and that fear isn't real, but we can't allow our lives to be written just by that. There are other things that happen within these time frames and other people and moments of connection that you need to focus on and you need to feed those moments with energy and focus so that when you look forward, you can see these things in, you know, like in the times of today and some of the traumatic things that are happening today that you can recognize and see the beautiful moments that of love and joy and peace and connection between people and communities and connection to yourself and who you truly are and what you believe. Um, That only comes if you're able to recognize that in your past. If you can grow and recognize that in your past, then you can grow and recognize that in your present and you can change what your future can be so that it aligns with your true purpose. So I hope that this gives you, you know, some peace and helps you to do some reflection. And I wish you great peace. This is Eileen Fine, and you are listening to I Remember. I'm Eileen Fine, and you have been listening to I Remember, a podcast about the power of reminiscing and mindful moments of connection. To learn more about the power of reminiscing and mindfulness to help you live your best life, visit us at thetinybalcony.com.